0: Dane and friends are here to talk about it. All righty. Hi there. My name is Dane. Welcome to take two (laughs) of of Randy's. (laughs) Fun thing. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. This is Dane and friends. And as I've said, we had a... Probably 15-minute discussion going on, and I decided to only record my end of it. So we're redoing, we're re-having fun, we're re-going for it. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Um, this is one of my favorite people in the world. He's one of my best friends, and I know I say that for everybody, but it's true. I have a lot of best friends. I have a lot of people in my life that I love and that I, I want to have there with me. Uh, and he is one of these people uh his name is randy and he is a chronic passionate wonderful crazy person and it's funny mystic shaman please like, oh is that Was that yes. what we're going for all right uh <laughs> we're gonna add that on after crazy is mystic shaman we're just crazy gonna, mystic shaman yeah it's perfect yeah. I, I i like it um so we were talking about it as it's going through. And I think this will be a really interesting topic for everybody to talk about. Um, I want to talk about meditation, kind of how you can get into it, what you can do with it, like where you can, where you can go. Cause all, all, all I really know about is like those, like those apps or like the, you should always make sure and meditate sort of things like, and you always got to clear your mind and do all that type of stuff. So like, What is, I guess, in your opinion, what is meditation to you?
1: Meditation to me would be the ability to direct your intent on betterment or experience with your mind. You can create an absence within yourself to observe. It is emotions. So, Emotional meditation is a good one. We, we look at emotions, uh, like through the day we get happy, we get sad, we get, you know, these big waves of, of certain emotions that hit us. So we think that they're these singular instances. Like if you're having a bad day, it's like you actually didn't have a bad day, right? Like there was only a five-minute moment. Mm-hmm. So when you observe your emotions and you realize that all of your emotions are happening all at the same time, you can direct your intent on the day you want to have. So think of it less as clearing your mind and more of observing yourself. And then there are other different forms of meditation, active and passive meditation, um, some that involve physical activity, some that are just sitting with your eyes closed.
0: That And see, that's what I've always thought meditation was. I always thought that was like, The entirety of meditation, because that's all I ever see within, you know, a limited field of view. The idea that like meditation is you sit, you cross your legs, you close your eyes and you let the like let your mind just completely empty and things like that. But I don't know about you, but I, I have an incredibly hard time trying to empty my mind of everything as it's going through. So, I mean, is that something that you actually need to do for meditation or is that something that you need to like, is it, is it like a, it's a specific type of meditation that requires that type of,
1: yeah. So when you go into something like meditation, if you, uh, bring too much definition to it, Mm -hmm. you kind of lose, um, the part of it that, that you kind of have to find out how to do it as an individual. So I used to draw a lot as a kid Mm -hmm. Now when I was drawing I wasn't thinking about anything My subconscious processes were firing Just like in meditation But my active, this is active meditation When you have an activity While I was drawing My mind was blank And a lot of people have that A lot of people use uh, dancing uh, Many of the liberal arts Music Music is a fantastic form of meditation And it All has to do with essentially not emptying your mind, but observing it, not being within it. Observing it from above. Keeping an eye on things so you can see what your avatar is experiencing. (laughs) Right? You laugh. We're playing The Sims, man. It's like, you know, when, when, when we when we remove ourselves from our situation and observe it, it's like if a good example is a car wreck, if you get into a car wreck, Mm -hmm. you can get out and start yelling and the situation is going to go badly. You can get out, um, be kind, accept full blame, take whatever punishment or penalty that you have, or you can get out, you can act calmly. And ask for information, keep everything cordial, whatever it may be, right? Mm. But in life we we kind of just, things happen to us, and then we react, right? So using meditation allows you to observe situations a little bit better. It's less about being emotionally invested and more about observing your emotions and how they affect you. That's what I primarily. Use it for. There's also, uh, you know, directional meditation where you want to get good at something, so you'll you know put massive focus on it, and nothing else matters but the practice of that. But within that practice comes, you know, a philosophy much like music, right? Musicians don't uh, get good just because they learn how to play an instrument. That's that has very anybody can pick up an instrument and learn to play it. It's about knowing how it all goes together. The philosophy behind it, the emotion behind it, the observation of what can be done, its possibilities, instead of just plucking at strings. Yeah. If that communicates No, I, all. I, that,
0: that does communicate it actually really well for me. And it's, it does make me have that moment of like, fuck, that means I've probably been like, I've had meditative states and things throughout
1: my life. Everybody does. It's, uh, it's just something that you can consciously do as well.
0: That's fair. I actually really like that as an idea for meditation more than just like, I guess my question is, and I may, I don't know if you know the answer to this. Do you know why more people see meditation as like what I described it at where, as where you're kind of like sitting down there and, and always empty your mind? (laughs) Um,
1: a large part of that is the culture that comes from it. And I, I think that when you do actively go out of your way to calm your mind, you just generally become calm. Yeah. If things just like don't matter as much, dude, <laughs> um, <laughs> because you observe it and it's not as impacting. So I think that the stigma of meditation, right, is, is in not only in the woo-woo side of it, but also just the, like the namaste yoga kind of BS you see mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, I think that devalues what it can be. I think that that is the origin of it. You know, obviously um, a, a good example is a, a Shintism or Buddhism. Buddhism yeah. Um You know, that's, you know, that's where these practices started and, and other, you know, even down to the mystic teachings and ancient Kemet and stuff like that. They, they used it as part of their society. They didn't label it as something else. This was just something people did. This was their health. Yeah. And we can put it in a box and most people do. Um, but if you notice the people that are, you know, pretty closed off and, and think that it's just that one way, they're usually pretty high stress. Don't, don't, uh.
0: They're trying to use it to de-stress themselves, type thing. They're trying to. Most of the time that I've seen it, when people talk about it that way, they're like, it's, "I I have to clear my mind. Like I have to get to this state well, yeah. of complete inner peace." And it's like you're and that just creates start, the double standard that like
1: you're trying to avoid by using me- meditation. Yeah, it, exactly. It just creates that pressure. Yeah, I go through that daily. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I have to relax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing's worse than telling yourself to relax you can't it's yeah. like jerry says
1: man you just have you ever tried to relax you can't it's you a can't. paradox yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's super interesting so there's active you talked about active and then uh you said passive before i think
1: yeah passive so active meditation is more uh when you are physically doing something to direct your focus like, like withdrawing drawing or music the, uh, okay or, yeah. or my devil sticks, you know, versus passive meditation is more saying in a chair, uh, learning how to relax your body as well as your mind, certain things that you can do e- even right now. Um, a lot of people have stresses, uh, with a muscle that's, um, r- r- right, Kind of above the throat, below the jaw like right
0: right at here. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So if you just uh, take the tip of your tongue and apply slight pressure to the roof of your mouth, mm-hmm. and then take three deep breaths, you'll notice that that kind of relaxes and your neck gets lighter, and you feel good, and it's an instant bliss for a second. It actually did work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, with with passive meditation, that's more like internal seeking. That's that's the more like clear your mind. Um, you can, you know, walk on coals, you can do whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. You you know, you can not only observe what's happening in your life, but you can also observe, uh, sensory input like pain, um, pleasure. There's tantric meditation, white tantric meditation, which is like sexual magic, things like that. Okay. Yeah. There's the, there's a lot of different ways that these processes come. And it's essentially just allowing your subconscious to process without you getting in the way of it. Cause we're constantly getting in the way. We, we are constantly getting in the way with, with our insecurities, our barriers, our borders, you know, like, Oh shit. Did I say this weird thing to that sore clerk that I'm going to think about for the next four fucking minutes? Like yeah. these, everything that we experience throughout the day, meditation is, is the actual process that where we like release it.
0: So it's a a it's a valve basically. It's <laughs> it's that it's that idea not of not just like...
1: metaphorically physically yeah. there's the, that thing that I showed you there. Mm-hmm. It is a valve, right? So you open up certain pathways in this case a lot of them are neural. So you op- uh, you open up certain electrical causeways in the brain particularly in the corpus callosum and that's the area uh, that's the big nervy chunk that connects the uh, left and right hemisphere of the brain mm. um, through meditation th- that, that gets stimulated a lot. And that is when uh, your inputs flow between the two e- e- hemispheres of your brain.
0: Cause yeah, I would assume your inputs are always flowing between the two cause they, they your are brain is doing different things uh, at all times. Like how that, there's always that bullshit statement of like, that we only use 10% of our brain sort yeah. of situation. It's that like, no, we use hundred percent of our brain. They're just doing different <laughs> yeah. things. No, no, but,
1: but you know, just like if a car is running, it's using a hundred percent of its engine, but that doesn't mean it's the most efficient. Yeah, know? exactly. Right. Yeah. So like, that's why people are either right or left-handed or it will continuously do the same things. Like you, are you right or left Okay, you never brush your teeth with your left hand that day. No, it's it's practice over a week. Yeah, it it actually tricks you, like it messes you up a little bit the Mm -hmm. first few days. Um, but that's I've
0: done that with a few things though, like messing with left-handed stuff, and like it is a weird sort of like it feels like a mental block almost when you try and do something with it. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what you mean. Is it like exactly It it is a physical
1: and like. Woo woo stuff, metaphysical block. So meditation is a way to not only um, open those, you know, certain things up. Not saying that you can just meditate and become ambidextrous. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) There has to be a practice to go with it. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, and that and that's another reason why it gets kind of the uh, the stigma that it does is the people that view it as just that namaste BS stuff. Is the fact that, you know, those people that have completely devoted themselves to meditation, that culture, all that, well, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily go home and turn on Netflix or video games. Like they go home and they roll out their yoga mat, they go, like they go home and they invest their time in different ways. So for them, that is, you know, a structured way of living. It's not like, it's not an activity that they do. Yeah. It's just how they live. Which, you know, once once you get to the point where you can, you know, structure like an hour a day for yourself, which is really hard for a lot of people to do, like that's impossible. That is
0: funny, though, that I've, I've been finding that a lot in my life recently. And I know uh, Spencer, who everybody knows, says this a lot.
1: You're my boy, Spencer. I love you.
0: <laughs> uh, he says this a lot that if you have time for something like if you if you want to do something if you truly want to do something you make the time and it turns out you do have the time to do it like sort of situations and i've always kind of loved that idea that like if you truly do want something to happen you make it happen and then it turns out you did have time to do it like, it wasn't like, it, it's like less planning than you think it is. It's like like setting up doing a podcast with you. Like, once we actually just sat down and we're like, this day, this time, it's just the pressure gets taken off. And then it's just like, off we go. Yeah. Here we are. Sort of situation. And so, I just have, I've made me think of that because we have the, uh, like, when you said that, it's like setting aside an hour a day is really hard for some people because they have... A lot of people, they have all these other things that are going on. And I think of all that stuff too, where like sitting down and editing my podcast becomes a chore at different times, even though I love doing it because I have all these other things that I either want to do or people that I want to be with or do different things like that. And so sometimes setting down an hour or two for just learning something new is... It feels beyond your reach,
1: almost. It is a, it's something that shouldn't be difficult. Yeah, but almost everybody has problems with it. Mm -hmm. And to Spencer's credit, you know, if you care about something, you do it. That that that, that's you know, if you want to, that's just how it works. (laughs) Well, Well, yeah. So well, so that's how it works in the physical. Yeah. Right. So so in the physical, the only thing that's ever changed anything in the physical is action so to Spencer's credit it, it is as simple as if it's important to you, you do it, and then if you don't do it, it's on you and that's just what it is.
0: He yeah. very much has that mentality about everything well, though I do too. I just yeah.
1: maybe approach it a, a little bit softer because even though I understand that that is how it is, right yeah that and it doesn't like neglect it, but you know there's the other side of the conversation of of okay, well, If that is as simple as it is, which once again, I just said it is. So like, but if it is, then how come so many people have issue with it? How many, how come so many people have issues getting, you know, that hour a day? How many, how much things, oh, people can't find five minutes to go to the gym. It's like, okay. So you give something up. Yeah. You have to prioritize. And this is where, you know, meditation in this respect comes in is if you try to fit it in as just oh i'm this is what i'm gonna do it's like no that's like it's not an activity it's like sometimes i don't get my hour a day because i have to you know cook dinner to feed Mm. the kids or, or take Colin down to the skate park or whatever it may be um sometimes i don't get that so so at the gym i'll be on the treadmill and i'll do an active meditation right and this is So I'll just be walking. I'll have a set speed. This isn't for my physical benefit. This is after my uh, workout, you know, the
0: cool down basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: essentially. But, but it's something that I can just zone and direct my intent. I can direct my focus into an active meditation. And that's actually a really good uh, way to like, I structure my bills that way. You know, like I prioritize my day in times like that. And it,
0: so interesting to have that in that, in your mind of like meditation can just be, it's like taking a magnifying glass to things. It's just a focus basically. It's
1: observation. Yeah. It's allowing yourself to look at example. I'm just going to bring up something personal. So, okay. So, yeah. So uh, sure. like a, a good example was, um, I went through a divorce a little bit ago, mm-hmm. right? And a big issue that we had was communication. But this is kind of what triggered both mine and Lindsay's uh, want to learn how to meditate and things like this is that we were constantly fighting, right? We were Mm -hmm. constantly fighting because we were uh, approaching the situation from within the situation. Our feelings. Yeah. Were what we were fighting. For sure. Yeah. Right. Well, that doesn't get you anywhere because my side's right, her side's wrong, her side's right, my side's wrong, whatever it may be. But when you observe that, it's like, okay, I'm pissed about these things. She's pissed about these things. Okay, what can we agree on? What can we not agree on? Okay, we'll get the agreeances out of the way. And like Meditation just allows you to observe things in a little bit more of a structured way. Now, going through the process, you just start handling stuff better. You know, I took it one step further and kind of wanted to know how this stuff works yeah you know mentally um that's
0: why i thought this would be an interesting talk because <laughs> yeah yeah. A, yeah so
1: the actual when you go through this like the first time and you don't care about the structure or you know the you know the brain processes or anything like that you just start to calm down and you start handling shit better because you can just think easier but when you start to structure it and you actually apply it, it, it like amazing things can happen so that means that there are definitely
0: like, I I know we've talked about this before, but there are definitely moments in my life, especially recently, for starting with like doing the podcast and things like that, had that have been meditative, because they've been situations where I've like, I've started to set things up and plan and just be like, okay, deal with one thing at a time, sort of situations, and taking like, taking like fifteen minutes to just be like what all do I want? What all do I want to put in? What do I want to put my effort towards today or what I towards this week, whatever it is. And if things come my way, then it's not, I have all these th- balls to, to start juggling or different things like that. It's one new thing showed up. I already have the rest of it planned. Where can I fit this one new thing?
1: Yeah. Which, and, and, and things like that, that kind of structure should Come naturally.
0: Oh, it didn't for me.
1: <laughs> well, well, and what I mean by that is, you know, look at society, right? Like, I think society should apply meditation. I do not think that everybody needs to go get a yoga mat. I do not think everybody needs to learn how to ohm
0: right? Uh, like, do you know the reason behind that? I do, yeah. Om. Okay, we'll get to that. Later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh they worship cows, and they just got it backwards actually Moo, ah, you know? that's what it is yeah I, th- no, I think they just that's what that is mean. not true <laughs> um, but oh shit, get me back on track there buddy. okay, uh, <laughs> shit <laughs> oh yeah so- society applying meditation meditation, yes, 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 so you know when we have a friend that's experiencing stress or or let let's even say mental illness or whatever it may be depression Mm. you know we always reach out and care we always want to you know be there offer emotional advice whatever it may be but when this is happening massively you know through society people just start to accept it as part of society and there's like a lot of things that that how many people do you know that just need a little bit more money before they can do this or oh yeah i just need to wait a little bit longer before we can do this and it's like well, there's a reason why that's never happening. There's a reason why you never get to this. I think that if we all calm down and started observing what we actually wanted instead of you know receiving information so much as we do, taking the time to you know turn off for a second or get lost into a focus, like drawing or music, essentially either invest in the liberal arts or internalize into <laughs> philosophy right just take a minute to think about what we're actually doing cuz i don't know about you dane but but you know i i i was on a routine for a very long time yeah i woke up i went to work i was upset i was drunk a lot i came home i watched tv shows and, and i was more. Yeah. and i was fine with that and i did that every day on the weekends i did something here and there You know, and, and that, that was like, I can't say I regret the time. It wasn't bad or anything like that, but it's like a lot of people fall into those cycles. A lot of people fall. Meditation helped me break that. Meditation helped me realize like, what do I actually want? What am I pursuing? What am I? And don't get me wrong. You know, a large part of my day, I still wake up. I go to work. You know, I have to come home and cook dinner. I have those. But, you know, in that hour a day, I squeeze. In this time that all stemmed from me just taking a minute from me, you know, actually learning how to meditate in the way that applied to my life, I was able to finally pursue things that I like. And now people call me for, you know, emotional advice or, or uh, physical advice, you know. Um, I, I've been doing massages for people now. I've been, you know, I'm, I I'm building my healing development program, mm-hmm. as you know and i'm getting practical work on that now this is an early goal for me but i wasn't doing anything like this before so this is you know a a step that wasn't available to me before but now it is because i learned how to calm my mind <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, so God. I think if, you know, the world, or maybe not the world, I, 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 I cannot project that onto the world, but you know, I definitely think that if the, if the stressed out people in society just applied this, maybe a little, just a little bit of meditation throughout the day, I think one people would just be happier, but, and here's the big one. I think people would kind of get their heads out of their ass and realize that everybody has their own struggles. mm mm-hmm. Right. So it's not, we all have our own struggles and meditation can help with that. Right. But what makes our struggles special? Cause, cause if everybody has them, what makes them special? Right. <laughs> well, what makes ours special is, is we can choose what we do with it.
0: You can turn your struggle into something better.
1: Yeah. Well, you can turn that, you know, pain into the fuel that leads to your passion. Uh, uh, yeah. or you can, go into depression or you can work in nine to five for 30 years or you can or you can it's, it's,
0: there are some people that are totally okay with working nine to five and, for and, 30 and, years. and by the way i envy them
1: yeah so much you know it, it's like that simplistic my email address is my simple dreams at gmail.com <laughs> it's been that way since i was a kid because i never wanted anything extravagant i never wanted like I, I, I really have always wanted simple like I want to be camping I want to be in the woods I want to, you know I want a house to come back to I, I I want the ability to just be where I'm comfortable and then if I want to go do something big I will but but my but my dreams are stability <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> isn't that crazy
0: that that's I feel like the more that you and this is weird because I've heard different opinions on this when we talk about like dreams and like goals to pursue and different things like that. I have the feeling and it's been working well in my life. I don't know if it works for you as well. When I when I do that, when I simplify my goals to specific like like smaller these things, much more of uh much more of something Like starts like snowballing out of it It's not just these small little moments It's just that they And these little goals Be it like I want to make sure and exercise You know every day for 10 minutes Or every other day for 30 minutes Type things Just keep moving forward When I actually legitimately Got to the point where I was like This is just what I do now Like I'm doing that whether I feel good, whether I feel bad, whether this is going on. When you take, when I took the time to do exactly what you said, simplify the goals, simplify the dreams, it just made everything easier as it goes. Cause I know there are lots of people that tell you like, especially like for money and stuff like that. There are lots of people that tell you that you should, you should, No, exactly. Like, like, dream up your house. Dream up your this thing that you want. Dream it up. Do your vision board or do all that stuff, and like pursue that huge goal. And I've met those people, and they're very, very driven, and very, very that. But they just they don't seem, and this is a weird thing to say, but they don't seem happy. They don't seem well. Dan, they're not happy because they don't have
1: what they want. People that fall into those and I, and I'm going to say traps, right? Because there's nothing wrong uh, uh, with dreaming and setting goals. Absolutely not. Anybody can accomplish anything if they are willing to put forth the required amount of effort. And all that means is if you want to be an astronaut, go do it. But you need to understand that's not like that's not even and not everybody can do that as easily as other people. Yeah. Anybody might, ha- can't, a- a- anybody can get over whatever barrier they have to. Like, and that's the most amazing things about humans, right? Is, is, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but in the 90s, there was this uh, girl that wanted to be an Air Force pilot, but she was too short.
0: I did not hear this story. Yeah.
1: Well, Well. And, and so what happened is they installed these like a uh, crank screw things in her knees And every few days, they would do a turn, right? And so she grew... Sounds
0: incredibly painful. Well,
1: uh, she... But this is what I'm saying, is if you're willing to go through the extent... Now, now this woman did become a testing pilot, by the way. She could not be an active pilot. But still a
0: testing pilot. She uh, she
1: achieved her dream. Now, Now, that is the most ridiculous... Of, of like that, like, like that's going to the furthest extent of modifying your body to achieve a goal. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, or if it's, you know, set your alarm 10 minutes earlier every day, wake up, be on time, have a stable job, get the fucking paycheck, get the house, get the whatever it is. Right. You dreams are amazing to have, but you also have to approach what you are willing to do to get them. Like everybody wants to be a millionaire. But nobody is willing to do. What you very
0: want. few are willing to do what it takes. Well, yeah. So like <laughs> for
1: some people, the lucky few that are born into that, right? They're uh, like, they're born into it. And so it's not very hard for them to maintain it or they're born close to it. So they can get there pretty easy. Right. Yeah. But like.
0: The people that are, that are not. Born yeah. I'm trying to like
1: find that a that. nice way to say this, right? <laughs> because like, it sounds like a dick thing to say, I guess, but it's like. Dude, if, if, if uh, you know, I work at a pawn shop, I don't have any aspiration to be a millionaire. I could, and my skill set might, like, allow me to go do something uh, uh, that might amass that. But the truth is, like, I, my goals are not to become a millionaire because, I, quite honestly, it's like, I like to relax a lot. Millionaires don't relax. They're in charge of schedules and, you know, hundreds of people's lives and, and a bunch of bullshit that I have no interest in. So so a lot of people aren't willing to put forth the effort. They want the goal, but they don't have the effort. Yeah. So as long as you're realistic about yourself, and this is, once again, to 360, back to meditation. Meditation yeah. allows you to know yourself. So when you actually level yourself out and calm down, and I'm just going to throw you into the bus. Dane, when you calmed down, took a minute to think about what you wanted to do and got excited about something, you started your podcast.
0: That's true. That is very true. Started my podcast. I started at the point. I think I've talked about this a little bit before. Uh, I started doing my uh, exercising. I started doing my diet. And do you think it it's any
1: do, do do you think it's any coincidence that you know weight loss, diet, general happiness, more time with your family, you're pursuing your goals. All this is happening all at once. Do you think that's any like coincidence, or is it just because you stopped? Thinking of these as, oh, I have to schedule this in. You just made them your life.
0: <laughs> the way you said that makes it sound like it was the second one, Randy. <laughs>
1: that, that was called a leading conversation.
0: <laughs> but no, I it's it's funny. I don't I guess I didn't really start this. T- you should be proud of what you're
1: doing, and I'm honored to be here.
0: I, I am honored to have you as a... At, have you here in my life and be able to have a point where I can do this. And I think it is so amazing. Everything that has happened in my life that led me up to this point. All of all of my friends have led me up friends and family have led me up to this point. And like you said, it was a change of things, but it was a change. It was a change of perspective. It was a change of, of, of just being like hey this goes through but i don't think in any way you should ever not remember what brought you there to that point you know and that's
1: that's part of you
0: that's kind of the whole point of this that's why i bring everybody on and talk about their passions because i have learned so much about what my friends are passionate about that i didn't know and i absolutely love that and i love giving the people in my life time to shine because I think they're all important.
1: I remember something that you said to me that what two and a half years ago, maybe I can't remember, but you came up one day and said, Randy, I'm going to be Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I'm going to dedicate myself uh, uh, to actually invest in, in people and their interests, their focus their." And you held true to that, Dane. And I think this is the product of that. You know, one little choice that, that that seemingly is unrelated. Now you do that. You know, you're gaining an audience for it and, and you are reaping the result, right? Yeah. You put forth the effort, the proper amount of effort for the goal.
0: Uh, it is incredibly interesting that that way of thinking. And it it was funny because that, that is something that I thought about through my life because i i used to watch mr rogers all the time i used to i used to have that and then i got away from it and society there were plenty of people in my life that told me like no don't watch mr rogers like he's creepy he's all these other things you know he's got all this other like uh he has to have this sort of like hidden agenda or all these other things and it was this crazy idea that once I stopped listening to all these people that were trying to, you know, stop me from doing something that I loved doing or emulating something that I loved emulating. And part part of it was my own inner insecurities, my own things of being like, I can never be that.
1: Yeah. I'm, you limit yourself by saying like, Oh no, I can't do that. Yeah. It's like, well you, you can and you did. <laughs>
0: So I, that is definitely something I would say that if you guys, if you guys love that type of living, if you guys love doing that type of stuff, definitely meditation will help out with that, but (laughs) live like Mr. Rogers. He was always an amazing person, no matter who he met, he, he wanted to talk to them. He wanted to learn about them. And I think you'll go through life finding that there are a huge amount of interesting people that you want to have in your life that you didn't know about that are right next to you.
1: He promoted care, compassion. He promoted the ability to look outside of yourself, to observe the world that you're in and, and... Dude, I used to watch Mr. Rogers and, and, you know, I'm not going to like throw this into the same topic of like, he was talking about meditating, but it's like the result that he was trying to go for the kindness, the, the, the ability to accept that, like, dude, not everybody feels the same way about this. You know, I'm definitely the black sheep in my family and, 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 uh, you know, the militant, you know, hard asses that are, are, are. Their way just gets a different result. Mr. Rogers' way gets a result. You know, if you use meditation, you can get to your goals just to it with a different result. It's, it's... I think applying meditation allows you to see that, like, there's your way, there's my way, right? But as far as uh, the right way, the only way in the correct way, they don't exist. Yeah. And this allows you to connect on, you know, almost a deeper level. Like it, it goes past ideology and just, you know, like you're just doing the same thing as I am. Like, you're just trying to get <laughs> like, we're all going to the same place. We're all fucking running to death. And, uh, you, you know, that, that, that's,
0: that's just how many stops you make along the way.
1: Exactly. Right. It's like, what, what, <laughs> What path do you want to take to get to the graveyard, man? It, it's, it's, I don't like to, you know, normally view it like that, but, you know, meditation helped me observe that in others. Cause I was, you know, uh, drunk and angry all the time and just upset that people were stupid. And, 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 <laughs> and you know, this, and, and at the end of the day, I, I was like, they just don't do the same things as me. And I'm like, and I'm upset about that. Why? It's like no, like they could be happy as a clam doing what they're doing. Like I, like I'm nobody to object to that. Like because I was the pissed Like I wasn't happy doing what I was doing, and then when I started to become happy with doing what I was doing, uh, and you know structuring this, I I kind of just had that acceptance finally of of everybody is just trying to do the same thing on this planet man and 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 if we can connect if we can relate if we can even if we don't believe the same things like none of that matters if we can just raise the level of respect to human it's like because that's what we all are and then you can break down whatever else you want you know into categories but if we just raise the bar of respect to human um one i think the world would be a better place anyways but well for sure
0: but, but but i also think that depending on who you are your version of respect for humans that's why i it's a weird situation for me because i think of things like um like you know people with feminist movements black lives matter all that different stuff uh and you talk to people with these these huge political agendas i guess as i i can call it that um Ideology. Ideology. Yeah, that's a better. I don't it's like, a better, like I, a, a political agenda makes it sound really. That's why I don't. I wanted yeah, to yeah, find yeah. another word for <laughs> it because it makes it sound really shady. And I don't want to say any of those don't matter. Um, that everything that you believe in and everything that if, if as long as you're you're legitimately going and trying to make the world a better place, I think have at it, go for it, fucking run towards it, but that is the hard part with me when it talks when i talk to you about like when you say make make stuff up to human just get us up to human level of respect everybody has a different idea about what human level of respect is well
1: that's because, because they don't look that's 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 because they put something before human and human comes before anything else and what i mean is um you know you mentioned black lives matter mm-hmm Now, I support anybody's right to advocate what they believe in. I will never take that right away from anybody. However, this is a pretty unpopular opinion, but I also disagree with any line, whether that line is intentionally good or intentionally bad. I disagree with a line that puts a a, a divide between humans. And what I mean is, what does it matter that somebody is black or white or Mexican or, um, you know, a black human and a white human, just by putting black and white first? Yeah. You're creating a difference, whether it is for good reason or bad reason, you know, like Black Lives Matter. No, nobody can argue that, like, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. that Like, that statement is just inarguable, right? So... But just because the movement exists, right, creates a divide. And I'm not saying it shouldn't exist. I'm just, you know, this is the reality. We we have to ourselves raise that just, okay, these people that are advocating for this, we need to respect their ideology. But they also should respect ours. Yeah. On the so human sure. level. And on that's the- all I mean by that, is... is by 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 creating ideals, by putting a classification before human, um, particularly with race and race is hard, you know, because I was um, raised in a, a, a multiracial household mm-hmm. and that's, this has always been like a on issue Like it was ju- just, race wasn't even like a You just never even think a, about a top, it. Like, yeah. It was never like, but the world's like supercharged about this. But it's just like, just observe uh, uh, them for what they are. they are other humans fighting for what they believe in. It's like all race is, is a biological adaption to where your ancestors Game were from, on yeah. the planet. <laughs> How close to the equator they were and their diet. And then it's just us as animals adapting throughout years. So genealogy, according to genealogy, race doesn't exist. Scientifically, We're race all through the same. Yes. Like, it, line r- r- it, yeah, race doesn't exist. So, so when when you uh, culture exists and differences, yeah, you, you can never be culture is, for this sure. This is not a conversation about culture because that's a much different conversation. Yeah. right. Those are beliefs. Those are you know things like that. But but so so it, it's now it's really easy to say this, and and this could be offending to some, right? But it's like. To me and and how I view it, it's the ultimate form of respect. Is like I'm I'm gonna respect your ability to exist, right? Your life, your human before all of the other things. And all that means is that when we disagree on everything else, we can still stand up, shake hands, and I can understand that you know, we may never agree, we may never have anything in common. But neither one of us can 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 legitimately be above the other every single one of us respects the fact that we're all trying to do the same thing yeah and that's just live right and and so that that's that's that got way off of the realm of meditation i I I, know but but no but that was um but this kind of ideology i'll i'll swing it back it is like meditation helped me like just observe these things. And, and and it's... it's When you observe what's going on in the world and, and, and when you structure things a little bit more, it's like, I love talking to... Just like Mr. Rogers. I love talking to just random people about...
0: Everything. Whatever.
1: Because it's like, I, I always learn. I love to learn. That's all I do. If I'm not watching documentaries, I'm reading on the FOIA, the uh, uh, CIA thing, and it, it it's... I just like to learn, and you, by by, blocking yourself off, right from certain respects and understandings of other individuals, what you're doing, like you're, you're you're creating a physical block. You're saying, you know, this point of view is so illegitimate that it just doesn't exist in my world. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, that whole group of people's right there in your world, so like. You're, you're, you're disillusioning yourself. So, you know, I understand accepting everything is very difficult for a lot of people because everybody has oh, different yeah. viewpoints. But like, as long as everybody can just understand, like everybody's just doing the same thing. I was, that's
0: how I've always thought about it. And it's funny because that's something that we've, we've definitely talked about before and this is not something specifically to get into a religion talk about it. But I, was, I grew up in a religious household. And it's not something that I kept going with, but we—it's ha- something that formed ideas for me with not just my family, but with the religion itself. Uh, it was Christianity, and so it was something about making sure that everything, you know, that you that you understood people and that you had these you had these beliefs, you had these different ways of looking at things, and it was so funny to me to go out into the world. And realize, like, not everybody else has that. Very few people have <laughs> that. And so, like, I have these things where we talk about, like, like these are just things I do. Like, like when you go in, uh, I mean, my my household was incredibly amazing in the idea of like helping anyone who needed. So we had we had a we had a big enough house that we could have, I had friends from high school that had to stay here because they lost their house, so I had my friend and his mom. We had a baby that came in from Haiti named Renault, that we took in as a foster family for a while. Uh, We've had multiple people be able to crash here for multiple weeks or, you know, even years as they're going through. My mom's best friend and her family were on their hard times and we had extra room, so we just let it be and so um it was something i just i just thought that was how the world worked you know that's something you're you're stuck in your own little head and so it's funny cuz i i do that for people now i try and do as much as i can in in that mentality and people look at me like i'm weird
1: yeah so i i well, well i kind of relate to that thing cuz like a lot a lot of my life uh people perceived me as naive Right, yeah. Naive because I was too trusting, or or I helped too much, or whatever that may be, right? But it's like <sighs> I am not religious, and I won't go into the relig- the whys of this. But generally, religious communities are a little bit more uh, gracious. They're uh, uh, um, they're thankful. They express gratitude and then they pay it forward. It's part of their belief and their yeah. teaching. And whether or not you need uh, a Sky Daddy to, to uh, have those qualities, I don't believe to have a good moral and ethical compass uh, that you need religion. But I do, you know, you know to the level of respect that I have for theology and what it does for me. For sure. So it, it's, you know, you living that way Happy people help others, I guess, is where I'm going with this. Okay. Like, but, and, but the people that, that disacknowledge those traits, right? And, and I will bring this back to meditation. With, I figured you with would. With religion, I'm, I'm just going to. I you know, know. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to, I, I wanna wanna do Too that. big do that. But, uh, people that, you know, completely disregard it. it's like, oh, no, God's not real. Bah. It's like, well, I'm not going to say he is or isn't. You know, that's, once again, there's, 8 billion people on the planet half of them are devoutly religious <laughs> so like one side's right or wrong and i it it's a 50-50 right so it's like if 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 uh if you just want to say it's not well then you limit yourself to all the possibility of is and one of those things right that we're seeing in our society um and in my opinion like the degradation of society uh is, Because people are saying that certain meanings, certain beliefs don't exist. Well, some of the benefits of those beliefs are going away. And your ability to help people is rare, Dane. Your family's ability to help people is rare uh, in our current world. But it used to be standard. Yeah. Right? It used to be standard. And then people are wondering why all these like bad things are happening and all the divides. And it's like, well, it's because nobody's getting their head out of their own ass. And it's like, nobody's opening their doors for others. Here's the truth. You're going to get hurt. Day and your family's probably been fucked over a few times. You don't stop doing it just because other people are bad.
0: It actually leads to a specific moment. I, I, I <laughs> I've been waiting to say this and you, you teed me into it. It's this weird, there was this thing that I saw on, um, Uh, a TV show that weirdly rang as true as anything I've ever seen in any any part of media. Uh, There was this... It was this story about this... uh, He was this kid who had a cop for a dad and that's what he wanted to grow up to be. But he was this naive kid that basically had these... uh, Like anything anyone told him, he just believed it and so he got a brand new bike and basically was riding it down the street and he had a couple of kids come up to him and say hey i've I've lost my dog can i borrow your bike so that i can go look for him and it was a hard (laughs) it was a hard thing to like look at because this kid just immediately was like yeah sure Go. It's important for you to be able to find your dog. Like, go do this, which you need to. And he finally had this moment where he realized two hours later that that kid was never coming back. He calls his dad. And his dad comes up to him and says, had it happen again, huh? Because he's lost his bike three or four times at this point to these random stories. And he goes, you know, if you just, if you stopped believing in these people, you wouldn't lose so many bikes. And his kid just pops up and says, yeah, but I wouldn't find any dogs either. And so it's all just dependent on how you look at it. But I I love the way of looking at it in an optimistic sense of like, sure, you get burned sometimes, but the idea of being able to do that good yeah, so. for someone is its own reward for me. I know you're looking at me like that was the dumb story, but I love that story.
1: That, no, Dane, that's not a dumb story. That's that's a So I view that, right? So I'm going to use theology i view that as a polarized story uh that's a that's a story of good and evil yeah okay uh but you know as much as we want to think that there are good things and bad things and as much as we want to think as you know there's a left and a right as as much as we want to think that there's there's being naive or being distrusting there's always a third factor and this is and this is how Uh, because the world isn't good or bad. You know, that's just what humans have associated value to. Yeah. Take away humans, like storms are still going to happen. And and they're not bad. They're just a natural process that the planet has. So there are no good things and bad things. There are just things. Or, Or to be more specific, there is the, and I know I've said this word a lot, but observer. Right? So in this case, the kid is the observer. Right? The kid would rather put his trust in finding the dog's. Right? Yeah. Um, so the kid is making an active choice to be okay with being screwed over. I'm going to correlate this back to your family. Like, yeah, your family's been kind of screwed over before. Well, so good things and bad things happen no matter what life path you choose. So the argument of, you know, oh, well, if you don't trust people, if you don't give them your bike, you know, like that, that's stupid because if you don't do that, good and bad things are still going to happen. Yeah. Good and bad things are going to happen no matter what life path you choose, no matter if you choose to be generous, if you choose. It's it's what you do with the lessons you learn, right? And uh, predominantly in, 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 you know, let's say Christian households, right? Pretty much any household with a theological base has a, hi- a higher moral standard than the equivalent that does not have a theological base. Okay. So, you know, whether it's Dane's family opening its doors or this kid giving away his bike or whatever it may be. The third factor is when something bad happened to you, you never helped those people again, did you? But <laughs> but all the people you did help and now you have a lot of good, strong community. It's like the, the these instances are just defining moments. Yeah, for they're, sure. They're not good or bad. They're just defining moments. And it's like I know. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, well, this was a losing bet. That's what we have to take it as. If you can roll with stride, if you can, you know, not allow, if you can keep giving your bike away, you know, and, and I'm not saying do that because I have some hard lines as a person. <laughs> I don't open my doors for people just to be clear, but I am very outward, uh, uh, generous in a different, you know, much different in ways. Different ways. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, you know, you just need to find your lines and where you're comfortable with, but
0: it's never going to be the same as someone else's.
1: Exactly. Um, but you know I agree with with the kid and the dad in that story because I know
0: and that's that's the important that is that weird situation because the truth is they're both correct they're both both. correct in that situation that if you didn't if you stopped giving your bike away you're not going to lose as many bikes right so that leads (laughs) us to
1: and this is another lesson that I learned through meditation day and is just because it's reality does not mean that it is true because if both are correct the kid's reality is correct and the dad's reality is correct well then then then
0: then what's correct right (laughs) yeah so so so
1: so the truth is like somewhere in the middle is just like be generous but have your own personal like lines of uh, of like i'm not compromising my survival for you yeah it's like Fool me once, guy. This is my <laughs> fifth bike. When are you coming back? <laughs> I need a credit card number. I need. I'll lend you my bike. Give me a copy of your ID. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like those those little things that you pick up.
0: Trust but verify. Trust
1: but verify, <laughs> right? Um, like a little Was that, thing. Was that like, Reagan that said that? <laughs> I don't know. It's in uh, it's in uh, 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 Napoleon Hill's Laws of Success book. It's actually. That is one of them. <laughs> uh, well, well, no, but but he brings it up of just always trust people, but always double check your own investments. You know, it's like, and your generosity is your investment because if it goes south, you can be in a dependency cycle. If it's if it goes positive, then it rewards you. So, it's generosity is an investment. Sometimes investments go bad, and that's all it is. You know, when when you structure the value to that. But I was gonna reroute
0: yeah for sure back to meditation yeah
1: so religion right in your household people are able to be generous with a moral code because they take right whether it's a prayer right before a meal prayer right before bed whatever it is uh correlate praying to meditation it's the same thing it's giving your problems away it's letting that valve drain it's it's just saying hey thank you for something Instead of, like, focusing on all the bad shit, right? So, praying, whether your, you know, hands are together and your head is down uh, on the edge of your bed. Or if you're in a lotus position with your eyes closed. Whether you're connecting to the universe or connecting with God or whatever it is. Just taking the moment. Just taking the moment to get out of yourself. You know, letting your mind be absent. Clear your mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, j- just, just, you know, um, I don't know what it was like growing up for you or how many prayers you said or whatever it is. But I do know that, just because I know you as a person, uh, that you were shown how to practice gratitude. Yeah. Right? You're grateful for the things you have. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't come from from wanting more. That comes from wanting uh, to give more. And that comes from observing everything around you. And the fact that it's not just you. Through meditation you can learn that. Through prayer you can learn that. Through whatever your practice is. Which is ironic too because like this is all internal, right? So it's like the only way uh, 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 to exercise, you know, extending, outreaching, external happiness, gratitude, generosity, whatever it may be, is to, focus is to take anyway. a minute yeah. to internally recognize <laughs> things that you're going through. Yeah. And, and, uh because uh, that's what prayer is, right? you your you're, you're,
0: I remember I, I, yeah, I definitely prayed a lot when I was a kid, but I also, this is going to sound weird. I think we've talked about this before and I want to, kind of relate this into some other things just go deep if you have to to. there was a long period of my life where i felt like i actually talked to god like i could feel it in there whether he whether whether it was an actual like talking to him or not is i'm kind of irrelevant but at the time it was something that like You would sit, I would sit down and I would pray, and it wouldn't be words that I was praying, it was just sort of meditating, like you said. But I would feel this sort of presence and bliss and stuff like that wash over me, and I always just equated that to being God at that point. Um, but there was a point at about 15 or 16 where I stopped feeling that and I don't know whether it was just because there was more insecurities it was more it became more of something that I was questioning as a person whether I believed in it or not doing different things like that I created these I I must have come to a point where I created some sort of wall or something where I felt like I had a wall between me and God because every time I sat down to pray other things kept getting in the way it never felt exactly the same anymore. But more recently, as I've been doing this stuff, as I've been constantly letting those valves go, I'm starting to have that feelings, those feelings again where I can sit and play an instrument or just sit and be silent and just let that feeling wash over me. And so I don't know if that's something that that that's my own personal experience that I had with it where because I definitely even had moments where like there was a moment where I ended up in searing. pain. And this may have been totally coincidental, but my mom absolutely believes this was uh, this was God. I ended up in searing pain in the nurse's office like during high school. I was like this worst sort of moment and I, and I felt like I'd gotten shot. And we turn on the news and right at that time when that pain had started was the moment when a school shooting was happening. And so it was this correlation sort of situation where like I could still feel like I had these moments where like you're just so connected that things happen but this is deeper than I usually talk about myself <laughs> dude that's okay look I look
1: I will go on full recording and say Dane you 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 feeling like you're talking to God okay so I've structured meditation and I you know I I, I go a little bit more deeper into certain things yeah I will uh, dude I I regularly you know communicate with with some form of uh, I am going to say interdimensional intelligences, uh, <laughs> etherical entities, whatever woo-woo phrase you want to use. You know, People talk to angels, people talk to gods uh, uh, throughout all of history. It has nothing to do with um, Christianity or Muslim or Shintism, Buddhism, um, all the way back to, to uh, any of the uh, pantheonic gods, um, uh, like the Greek or the Romans or, or, or yeah. K- Kemet, Anything like that, it, it, it's, it's, you don't need to feel weird about talking to God because that the, they're, if you get most people to open up, they've had an experience, right? Yeah. Now I structured mine. I, I, I dive deep mm-hmm. and this is a regular thing I have now. And, and honestly, you, 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 you learn more that way. You learn more that way. You do. You do have that connection. You do feel a little bit more. And whether or not it's just a feeling yeah. or, or not, right, whether it's just a feeling or not, that feeling alone, something, whether it's a biological process that meditation or prayer incites or whatever it may be, that feeling invokes confidence mm-hmm. in us as humans and as animals, and we live better lives when we have it. So, Very true. You know, when, when people say I talk to God, it's like, good, you know, keep doing that because, you know, uh, I subscribe to the law of one, you know, and if you want to label the one as God or the universe or whatever labelization you want to use, mm-hmm. um, we can make up any way that we want to connect. You know, a lot of uh, African culture connects through r- rhythm, through drum beats, through dances. Yeah. Through, you know... Um, Native
0: Americans do that a lot, Native too. Americans yeah.
1: use rhythm and substance. Right? Yeah. Well, almost every culture uses substance. But, but, but you know, particularly uh, some are more noted for others. Uh, Peyote like and stuff like that. Peyote, uh, ayahuasca, when you go um, into... Antigenics and things yeah. like that. Um, and even meditation, right? Like the more cleaner practices. Uh, well, substance cleaner yeah. practices. Like... Buddhism and things like that, you know, uh, uh, absolving attachment and, you know, you're just completely, you know, food, you eat, you know, almost nothing. You you don't own anything. You don't have really like close connections. So uh, their connection is the absence of things. So their body is the cleanest that it can be. Their mind is the cleanest that it can be. And they connect that way versus Christians take the more moderation path, right? It's more of the daily practice. Mm-hmm. It's more of just I live this way and that's how they feel fulfilled. Uh, versus Muslims they have certain times where they have to pray in certain uh, uh positions due to the cardinal directions of the earth. Right? And and, and yeah,
0: there's so the religion is so cool, man. It is
1: really cool. Uh <laughs> so but but you know, you might as well make up anything uh that you want to believe in because it's all inside of you. And your connection. And that's why, you know, I hate to say it, but, and, it, you know, Christianity is, you know, somebody explained. So there, there's this old dude that I met in a uh, Albertson's parking lot that I had coffee with a few times. <laughs> he pointed me out and he was like, hey, you, he's just this old dude. And, and so I had coffee with him a few times and, uh, but he was a Bible thumper and he was really trying to get me to the side but something that he told me that really you know hit me true and it made me more open to theology in general was he said christianity is actually not a religion and i was like okay well that just goes against like almost everything that i currently know so please explain that and he was like well christianity is not a religion christianity is your own personal connection through christ and that's why he says yeah that's one that's why he says that's why it has so many different ways it has so many different branches it has so many different it's your own personal connection now in my way and you know everybody finds their own meditative path or spiritual path or theological path or whatever it may be but if it's all about your personal connection, right? Why do people diminish it? Why do people label it into, well, I hate to say it, but the warring states, uh, you know, the constant war between Christianity and the Middle Eastern uh, religions. Yeah, like, yeah. Why is that divide there, right? I understand that they legitimately believe they're praying to do two different things. Like, that is their belief. Yeah. is God and Allah are two completely different entities. And who am I to say that that's not the case? But shouldn't the respect on the connection, right? The things that we do every day, the things, the physical actions that we promote onto the planet, these are the groups of people that are making a difference. These are the kind of people that open their doors for other people. These are the kind, generous people on the planet
0: for sure. That's one thing that always gets me is that uh, the idea of like Christianity and, and Muslim and uh, Islam and different things like that, like having these warring factions and things like that. And the the stigma that ends up be, because of that between more on the Muslim side of it, more on the Islamic side of it and the fundamentalist side. From our from place our, in well, the from world. Our <laughs> point of, yeah, from our point of view. Whereas it does the opposite in yeah. the other way every Muslim I've ever met kind of kind of motherfucker, they been, right? They have been so amazing and so willing to tell me about things, understand things. And the one that, the one that always gets me is the idea that God, we turned into a religion talk. Damn it. Damn uh, it. We did it again. <laughs> uh, is I, we can met, get back I've, to meditation. Dane. I know we can do it. <laughs> I've met multiple women in, uh, that believe you know in the Arab and Muslim and different things like that that are that have that and are fully covered. You know, I don't I don't remember what the the actual name for it is. Um, and I've talked to them about it, and they're more than willing to talk to me about it, and say that, like, no matter how much we believe, like the 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 U.S. believes and things like that. That that they don't believe it's feminist, that they believe it's like super sexist and feminist and not feminist and different things like that. They absolutely love their religion and they love and 100% are willing to fight for their, like the idea that they're, that they're covered up for modesty. Like that it's their own, it's their own internal thing because they want to be able to, I guess, in a way be closer to whatever they're doing. And so, whether people believe it to be sexist, whether people to believe it to be that, every person that I've ever talked to, every female that I've ever talked to, that has those beliefs, the same works for like Amish women and 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 yeah. uh, uh Yiddish and uh, like like Jewish and things like that when they're truly like orthodox.
1: <laughs> well, and um, to that I, Dane, to that I like all all bring that around down to the human level of respect right it's like so if these people believe this if this is their core belief this is how they want to live their life and if we can respect that because they are human that is that idea of like right
0: that's what, how they want to live their life <laughs> Who the fuck are we to say that they it's can't like, live their life like no, that
1: USA because it sounds like they need some fucking freedom <laughs> <laughs> it's like and and that's what i'm saying and th- and these are why like borders exist this is why lines exist right and people are like forgetting that the beauty of the world is found in its culture right so but if you keep projecting if you keep saying like no like you don't need to wear that you know you don't need to uh, you know you don't need to cover up you don't need to do this um that that is a projection. Now, now, obviously, I'm on the side of if you do not want to cover your face, then uncover your face. You yeah. you're a human. Be free. <laughs> we I am 100 percent on you know the the freedom side of things, um, in the rawest sense. But but you know that's just what I believe. Yeah. You know when when and even though I believe that. Historical evidence says that when humans are subjugated, uh, dynasties and empires last longer, right? Thousands of years instead of just a couple hundred for for free market societies. <laughs> so, so even though I, you know, say, yeah, I believe in freedom because this is my life, this is how I grew up, this is how these are my yeah. ideals, and so this is one, another thing that I learned through, and, and I do say learned through meditation, is that. It's like, okay, this is my life. These are my instances. This is my electrical input into my brain that made me think my way. And uh, on the other side of the world, or even some places uh, uh, on our side of the world, they just think and believe differently. And that is not a bad thing.
0: It's amazing, honestly. It is
1: amazing because it shows the beauty of, of humans and culture it shows how adaptable we are we sh- it, it it shows us the divine magnificence of the the thing that separates us from animals is culture man like we we and unless we start respecting it right unless we start respecting beliefs uh instead of shutting them down and all i mean by that is if there is a disagreement you agree where you can and you don't compromise where you can't and if that means that there is a defined line, there, that's okay as long as the line is respected, right? Yeah. From both places, but this can only be done if everybody starts viewing everybody as just a human, <laughs> just a human. That's that. And there's no and and there's nothing past that. It's just you're a human, and and you know that, that that's that's we. I think the more people you talk to actually live this way and they don't actively think about it but everybody like essentially agrees with this everybody yeah. believes that everybody should just be like free to do what they want to do <laughs> uh on an individual uh, yeah basis. unless it's specifically
0: like I believe I should be able to murder all these people. And it's like, well, then you're infringing on everyone, these other people that you're planning on murdering. Well,
1: <laughs> and the answer to that uh, uh, <laughs> is this, if you believe that and go do it, then suffer the consequences of it. For sure. That's why the legal system was made. It's like <laughs> some people think that they can do bad things. So, so okay, go do bad things. But, but then the whole of society is going to hold you accountable for it. Because we've all agreed that that's not okay. So you take your shit somewhere else. That's why we started killing people.
0: <laughs> yeah. I always thought, I always think that's an interesting idea with the, like, cause that was a huge, like old school, like tribe tradition and stuff like that. If someone's bad for the tribe, it's either get them out of the tribe by some way of like banishing them or get them out of the tribe for good. Because otherwise you're going to end up destroying what you've created by letting someone, well, smash their way through.
1: Dude, that's not just like an archaic tribal thing. Like if, think about it. the Galapagos Islands wouldn't have been uh, uh mapped and researched if it wasn't from somebody being exiled. Right? So exiling uh is a you know, maybe not like you know, positive practice. <laughs> you know,
0: Australia is around because of it. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so so you know, there's there are many different um. Ways to look at how you, you know, can deter certain things, but exile uh, throughout history has shown to lead to a lot of progress. Uh, in some cases, some cases they just are exiled, and then you never hear from again. Yeah, right. Which is the intended goal, anyways.
0: Of that, yeah. Um, yeah. The I I understand what you mean. That 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 exile ends up being a good thing a <laughs> well not, it's not that it's a good thing it's a it's not it's a good thing it's not it's a bad thing it's like you talked about it. it's just that's what happens and they decided what they wanted to do with it yeah sort of situation
1: it's like okay so like this this person didn't fit into society you are now banished and then it is on that person like that person decided to not like play by the rules right yeah and uh, now their survival is 100% on them instead of it takes a village. That's all exile is. Yeah.
0: And some people thrive in that situation. Some
1: some people thrive. Now, I'm not saying like, let's exile everybody. Like, I... That would be terrible. Like, I would hate to be exiled, personally.
0: Um, I don't think we have a place to exile people to a lot of the time. Thr- <laughs> yeah. <guess>. Well, that's <laughs> what Australia's for, damn it. Um, we well, need to uh, get
1: yeah, it's back to the,
0: for sure. Honestly, it has been. I love these talks, Randy. These are always some of my favorite moments they, with it. They evolve and well. They do. Yes, <laughs> all sorts of meditation to uh, Australia. Uh, yeah, one way ticket.
1: Um,
0: I think we should end on one, probably one final story about meditation, just to see if there's something that you believe, cause I'm sure there are people out there that want to learn more about it and stuff like that. So, um, is there a particular experience and I know you, we've talked all over the place, but is there a particular experience within like the first few times that you meditated that you can think about that really kind of opened your eyes and made it something? Yeah. Yeah. That's-
1: yeah. Um, through meditation, there was this truth that I got. And when I first uh, had my spiritual pop, you know, my Kundalini awakening, my, 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 uh, my woke status, whatever, you know, you want to, you know, blah. Um, It felt like a dam broke. Everything came in all at once. And then I had, to use meditation to organize all of that information. In this one particular time um, it's actually where I got uh, the idea for my tattoo on my forearm. Mm-hmm. A very direct and linear path was shown to me in meditation. I was in my bathroom I have my chair in my bathroom and I had my music going and eyes closed, lights off I was just, I was just you know, pure pure zen. Um, I, I lied cause I was embarrassed. I was in a bubble bath. <laughs> I was not in my chair. I was in a bubble you were in bath your chair in the with bath. Epsom salt and it was perfect. It was fan fucking tastic. And, uh, so, you know, I was a little restless and it was hard to, you know, get into that relaxed state. And, for whatever reason, I was watching Ancient Aliens earlier that night, and uh, it was the episode on uh, uh, Pythagoras uh, in, okay. in, in, in uh, uh, ancient Greek, pretty much the birth of geometry. Yeah, right. And everybody sort of like sacred geometry. So I was trying to relax, and and I couldn't think of anything else because I was so stressed, and like I was I was bouncing back and forth. My head was everywhere. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to meditate. And so I just started, the minute I just said I'm not doing it, right? I relaxed and I was like, I took away the pressure. And I started thinking about that episode. And I got into that state almost immediately. Geometry and and there was this humongous flash. And sometimes in meditation, there's these things that you experience called phosphenes. Phosphenes are essentially when there are, certain, uh, electrical signal, uh, signal signals blocked in your optical nerve. And have you ever like squinted your eyes really hard or, or, or like pressed and on them up and, then, and like... then you see the black and white yeah. kind of square grid and, and, and you can do that. Anybody can do it. Just apply light pressure to your closed eyes for about 15 seconds. And, uh, as long as you can relax while you do that, you'll start to see black and white in a structured form. When this happens through meditation, it's because you're relaxing to a point where it's just a free flow. Mm -hmm. And all these various shapes uh, were coming at me in different forms, and it was like a map. And each one of these shapes represented uh, a different concept. And it was hexagon, pentagon, square, triangle, line, dot, over and over again. In that order, you know, six, five, three, two, one. In in every, you know, metaphorical concept that you can give. I saw it in geometry. I saw it mathematically. I saw it in color. I can't even explain that one. Um, I saw it emotionally, how this correlates uh, uh, to to the brain. It was fantastic. It was the largest, like, connection piece I had. And it allowed me to, like, s- start the structure of what I'm building for my, you know, betterment program. And, and it's, it was a direct pathway to, to get through certain mental blockages, mental traumas. And it was a way to realign, refocus, you know, uh, g- get to a stable point so you can move forward regardless of what you've been through. It, and I've applied this to my life every day since, and it's just gotten better. And the visuals that that were given to me through this process were, were uh, inexplainable. But I did my best, and I revisited that through... Uh, re, uh, re, there's something called memory regressive meditation. And I structured... Uh, and a pathway through it um which is this symbol right here which I know nobody can see nobody it, can see but me yeah but but um and it sparked me wanting to help people going through other dark times because I went through what I went through uh and and I I I know that a lot of people have it worse right? Some people have better. Or maybe everybody's struggle is just unique to them. I don't know. But what I do know is that ever since I had this one specific meditative experience, I have been able to connect with more people. I've been able to help more people. I understand emotion more, which was big for me because I was emotionally monotone for a very long time. And it reshaped how I lived my life. Not every time is like that, though. You know, like, you can't expect that. You that's, can't... That's too much to expect of anything. <laughs> What's that called? Chasing the rabbit? Yeah. Right? Like, and, 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 sorry, man, like, like, just revisiting it is, like, it, it it's, it was monumental to me. It changed my life, and uh, that's... Kind of when I became, you know, a social recluse, I didn't, I kind of went spazzed out. I, I, I buried myself in finding out what happened to me. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, it formed the next chapter that I needed in my life. And that's when I truly dedicated. I was dabbling before, but that's when I dedicated. And if anybody even experiences like 10% of, that 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 connection that beauty that i just had a glimpse at just a fucking glimpse reformed me and this is why i'm such a big advocate of it now and it's 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 hard to get people to understand without experiencing but I've actually gone to the conclusion that many people understand and they were afraid when it happened to them and they blocked it out. I think this is normal shit, man. <laughs> I think this is normal shit that people reject. And uh, I think when people stop rejecting it, they're going to find a lot more beauty in themselves, a lot more understanding and you know the capacity of love that, that everybody needs to see. Uh, and I think that You know, my story is one thing and my my experience is one thing, but an active search to find that connection within yourself and whoever that is, just looking for it, right, makes life worth living a little bit more. And when you understand that, you can kind of help people find the meaning that they're lacking so much. I think it just betters people.
0: And on that beautiful note, I think we should end it. Thank you so much for coming in and talking about all this stuff. Randy It is always great to talk to you. We talk about things and it's so funny because we talk about things that are the same things, but we always talk about them in different ways. And it always grows my appreciation for knowledge, for understanding and for just for love in general. So thank you so much. I love um, you, buddy. I love you too. Uh, if you, I hope that we were able to, uh, you know, enlighten you a little bit about meditation, even if not, even if you just enjoy listening and listening to Randy's experiences, my experiences, the weird things that we've done. Uh, it is, so i'm always so grateful when people listen to this uh if you love what we do like what we do whatever you do if you just want to see us continue to do it so we eventually crash and burn uh if you uh we can always use your help with suggestions. You can, you can send your suggestions to Dane and friends, email at gmail.com. You can also send them onto our Dane and friends, Facebook page. Uh, if you want to try and support us, we have a, uh, we have a page on anchor that you can do subscriptions to that's anchorfm slash Dane and friends. And you can put a little money towards us if you think that'll be helpful to what we're doing. It's always helpful to have that type of extra income so that we can continue to do this. And because we love it by any, at least I love it. (laughs) I love making these and I'll continue to make them no matter what happens, but I'll always take anybody's opinions or anybody's support. So thank you so much for for joining us. I hope we were able to make your day better.
1: Thank you for having me, Dane. I really appreciate that. And to whoever uh, hears this, I hope it helps. Definitely.
0: Have a good night. Philosophy, topography, Star Wars, cryptozoology, comic books and textbooks, they're all the same all deserve some room inside your brain. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Dana and friends are here to talk about it. Let's talk about it.
1: about um. it